last week, we considered that being justified by faith takes away any ground for boasting in our relationship to God. Our salvation is <clears throat> our salvation is solely on the basis of faith. This week, we consider the question, is God the God of the Jews only? Does one have to become Jewish in order to be saved? And what role does circumcision play in salvation? Notice Romans 3, 29 and 30. Or is God the God of the Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles also? Yes, of Gentiles also, since God is one who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. That question is looked at in much greater detail in the passage that is before us this morning. Last week, Romans 4, 1 to 8, dealt with the issue of boasting. This deals with the aspect of God uh, making promises to Abraham and Abraham being the father of all who believe. The issue is where does circumcision come into play in that whole discussion, and what are we to understand by faith? So the theme this morning is that the promise to Abraham and his descendants extends to all those who have faith like Abraham's, whether they are circumcised or not. So let me give you that summary statement again. The promise to Abraham and his descendants extends to all those who have faith like Abraham's, whether they are circumcised or not. So righteousness is extended to those who have faith regardless of circumcision. Notice Romans 4.9. Is this blessing then only for the circumcised or also for the uncircumcised? For we say that faith was counted to Abraham as righteousness. So that's the first question we're going to consider. We note that Abraham was declared righteous not because he was circumcised, but because he had faith. How do we know that? Well, the answer comes in verse 10. How then was it counted to him? Was it before or after he had been circumcised? It was not after, but before he was circumcised. The statement that Abraham believed, and it was counted to him for righteousness, historically, God said that to Abraham before Abraham was circumcised. The clear implication is, therefore, it was not circumcision that was counted for righteousness, but Abraham's faith was counted for righteousness. Circumcision was a sign of faith, but it did not produce faith. Notice Romans 4.11. He received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised. So he had the faith, and he had the righteousness of faith while he still was uncircumcised. The circumcision came as a result of the faith that he had. That moves then the discussion to this. Abraham is the father to all who believe or have faith. 
The issue is faith, not circumcision. So let me say that again. Abraham is the father of all who believe or have faith. The issue is faith, not circumcision. Notice Romans 4.11. He received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised. Now, this statement. The purpose was to make him the father of all who believe without being circumcised, so that righteousness would be counted to them as well. So we find out that Abraham is the father of all who believe, Romans 4.11. Uh, in the middle of that statement, it says, the father of all who believe. Abraham is the father of all who believe or have faith, even if they are not circumcised, Romans 4.11. The purpose was to make him the father of all who believe without being circumcised. So those who have faith and are not counted and are not circumcised are counted righteous just as Abraham was. Notice verse 11. <clears throat> At the end of that statement, so that righteousness would be counted to them as well. Abraham is the father of the circumcised only if they have faith. Now notice Romans 4.12. 4, so he is the father of all those who have faith, even if they don't have circumcision. Now we find out that Abraham is the father of faith, excuse me, is the father of those who are circumcised if they have faith. Notice Romans 4.12 and to make him the father of the circumcised who are not merely circumcised, but who also walk in the footsteps of the faith that our Abraham, that Abraham our father had. So that being circumcised is not what makes you a child of Abraham with respect to the covenant promises. It takes more than being circumcised. It takes faith. If you are circumcised, you still have to have faith. Notice 4.12. To make him the father of the circumcised who are not merely or only circumcised, but who also walk in the footsteps of faith. So being circumcised is not enough. If you were circumcised, you also had to have faith. So it takes something more than being circumcised. It takes faith. But then there's this reminder, when we say it takes something more than simply being circumcised, we're not saying you have to have both. We're not saying that you have to be circumcised and you have to have faith. No, the issue is you have to have faith, whether you're circumcised or you're not circumcised. Faith is the key. Notice end of verse 12 that our father, Abraham, had before he was circumcised. So there's a reminder. After he says that you need to, that, uh, you need to have faith if you were circumcised, there's a reminder that Abraham had this before he was circumcised. So it's not circumcision, it's faith that is issue. Now, there are three important takeaways. First, Circumcision is not to be equated with faith. 
That is, if you are circumcised, you have faith. No. Circumcision and faith are not to be equated. Secondly, circumcision is not the producer of faith. That is, that somehow circumcision begets faith. That somehow circumcision engenders or generates faith. No. That's not what is taught. For it is possible to be circumcised and not have faith. And then thirdly, and this is the most significant, circumcision is not the guarantor of faith. That is, circumcision does not carry with it the promise that one day you will have faith if you are circumcised. Okay, that's very, very important. Circumcision is not the guarantor of faith. It is not, if you are going to be circumcised, then there's the, the promise is that one day you will have faith. Notice Romans 4.16. That is why it depends on faith in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his offspring, not only to the adherent of the law, but also to the one who shares the faith of Abraham. So the guarantor is the faith. Circumcision is not the guarantor. Bottom line, circumcision is not the determining factor in who is a child of Abraham and an heir of the promises. Faith is the determining factor. If you are circumcised, excuse me, if you are considered a child of Abraham, whether you're circumcised or not. Notice verse 13. For the promise to Abraham and his offspring that he would be the heir of the world. So the promise came to Abraham and his descendants by faith. Not by the law and not by circumcision. One was not a child of Abraham simply because you were a physical descendant of Abraham. You were a child of Abraham according to the covenant if you had faith. Some were physical descendants. Some were non-physical descendants. The issue was faith. Now you say, what has any of this got to do with us? Well, first, it's important for us to understand that the recipients of the promises to Abraham are those who have faith as opposed to those who are circumcised, has a tremendous implication is how do one reads the Old Testament. Okay. This is essential to understand this basic truth as you read the Old Testament. Many today read the Old Testament the same way the Pharisees read it. Namely, that circumcision brought people into a relationship with God. That the promises to Israel are given to those who have a physical relationship to Israel. That merely being a physical descendant of Abraham brings you into a covenant relationship with God. No. It isn't a matter of being just simply a physical descendant of Abraham. You had to be one who had faith. Regardless of whether you were a physical descendant or not. You could become a child of Abraham through physical descendants and faith, 
or you could become a child of Abraham simply by faith, but you could not become a child of Abraham, according to the covenant, without faith. Now turn with me to Romans chapter 9. For the rest of the book of Romans is going to continue to build on this very basic and important tenet. That is that the promises of Abraham are to those who have faith, whether they are physical descendants or not. So as you begin with Romans chapter 9, this is an argument that keeps building and building and building. We're just introduced to it here. But I want you to see the significance, the relevance of this. Romans 9, 6. But it is not as though the word of God has failed. For the question is going to be raised about the promises that God made to Abraham concerning his descendants, and yet there are so many descendants of Abraham that are not walking with God and who are not saved. So it is not as though the word of God has failed. Now notice this. For not all who are descended from Israel belong to Israel. Okay? Just because you are a physical descendant of Israel, that doesn't make you a true Israelite. You had that faith. The promise is to those who have faith. Their promises are not simply in a physical relationship to Abraham. That's what is being argued against in the book of Romans. That's what's being argued against. The Jews took confidence in the fact that they were physical descendants of Abraham, therefore they were partakers of the Abrahamic covenant. No. And I'm telling you there are many people today that still see that physical descendants of Abraham, Jewish people, are descendants, are uh, partakers of the Abrahamic covenant regardless of whether they have faith or not, simply because they are Jewish in ethnicity, simply because they are Jewish in terms of their physical relationship. And the Bible says, no, no, you have to have faith. Without faith, you don't have a relationship to God. It doesn't matter whether you're circumcised or not circumcised. It doesn't matter whether you were Jewish or Gentile. It doesn't matter who your father was. The issue is, do you have faith? If you have faith, you're a son. If you don't have faith, you don't have son. So Jesus said, don't say we have Abraham as our father. I can raise up stones unto Abraham. The issue is faith. Now, moving on. Those who are truly righteous have faith like Abraham's. So now we want to take a closer look at Abraham's faith. Notice verse 16. That is why it depends on faith. In order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his offspring, not only to the adherent of the law, but also the one who shares the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. So, <clears throat> the promise is given to us in verse 18. In hope he believed against hope, 
that he would become the father of many nations. So many nations refers to both physical descendants and non-physical descendants. So there are going to be many nations. The Jewish nation is one of them. <laughs> but there are going to be many nations. There are going to be many groups. There are going to be many family groups that are going to come from Abraham's faith. Some would be non-physical descendants. Some would be physical descendants. Now the emphasis is on the physical descendants. Okay? You with me so far? <laughs> Being a, a child of Abraham is by faith. Faith, whether you were a physical descendant or not. And if you were a physical descendant, you had to have faith or you're not counted as part of the promise. So now we're looking at these physical descendants who had faith. Abraham believed God in verse 17. As it is written, I made you a father of many nations in the presence of God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. So Abraham believed when God said to him, you're going to be a father of many nations. Abraham believed that he would be a father both to people who were not physical descendants of his and also people who were physical descendants of his and have faith. So Abraham had to believe that he would have physical descendants and that those physical descendants would have faith. He had to believe that he was going to have a son. And our text emphasize that Abraham believed that he was going to have physical descendants who had faith, in spite of the unlikelihood of his having a child of his own, for he was dead to having children by this, his estimation. Notice verse 19. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was as good as dead. Abraham was an old man. Ninety years old when the promise first came. And he understands that he's going to have physical descendants who are going to have faith. Abraham views himself as being past the time in which he can, in fact, father children. He's an old man. But in reality, he wasn't beyond the age of fathering children. For if you remember, not only does he have Isaac, but after Sarah dies, he takes Keturah and has children by Keturah. So he thought he was too old to have children, but he wasn't. But he didn't stagger at that thought, I'm too old to have children. But it's compounded. For notice in verse 19, he's not weakened in faith when he considered his own body, which is good as dead, since he was about 100 years old. Now this, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. Now, I wish they would have translated this differently. 
Barrenness is accurate. She was barren. But literally, her womb was dead. And there's a play on words here. That he had faith that God could give life to one that was dead. Even Sarah's womb. And if you have another translation, NAS, and the deadness of Sarah's womb, the NIV, the deadness of Sarah's womb, uh, all the other translations say the deadness of her womb. For it brings out that idea that even though her womb was dead, she was going to have a child. All right? Now, what's important to realize is that Abraham considered himself as good as dead. Abraham thought he was too old to have children, but he wasn't. But he overcame that, that thinking. He had faith to believe that even though he was old, he'd still have children. But now he had to deal with Sarah not having children, and her womb was dead. Now, what does that mean? Listen to Genesis 18, 11. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in years. The way of women had ceased to be with Sarah. That is a very genteel way of saying that she no longer had her menstrual cycle and she had gone through menopause. She's old. No longer the way of women is with her. She had gone through the end of her menstrual cycle and she had gone through menopause. We all know that that means the end of childbearing. And Abraham considered that. Abraham understood that. Abraham realized that. And yet still believed he was going to have a child. Even though he was as good as dead and Sarah's womb really was dead. Abraham took all of that into consideration. Notice verse 19. He did not weaken in faith when he considered. He thought about it. His own body, which is good as dead, since he was 100 years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb, or the deadness of her womb. When he thought about that, it didn't diminish his faith. It didn't diminish his confidence. If you remember, when Sarah is told that she's going to have a child, she laughs. Genesis 18, 12. So Sarah laughed to herself, saying, After I am worn out and my Lord is old, shall I have pleasure? Am I going to have a child? I'm old. I'm worn out. And she laughed at the thought. Abraham didn't laugh at the thought. Abraham believed that he was going to have a child. Instead of growing in unbelief, he grew in faith. Notice verse 20. No, unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in the faith. So the unbelief didn't cause him to waver, but rather he grew in faith. The more he thought about it, the more confident he became. 
the more he reflected. Now, think about that for a moment. The more he thought about the deadness of Sarah's womb, the more confident he became that he was going to be a father of descendants that would put their faith in God. Why? Why in the world? Verse 21. He had faith, for he was certain that God was powerful enough to do what God said he would do. Verse 21. Fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. He believed that God could keep his word. He believed that God was powerful enough. He believed that if God had promised him a child, he was going to have a child. Whether he was old or not, whether Sarah was old or not, whether she'd gone through menopause or not, it didn't matter. If God said it, he believed it. For it says he gave glory to God. He believed in God's power. He believed in God's promise. He believed in God's truth. So he believed in the birth of his son. We are like Abraham when we have faith in God's promise of the gospel and have faith in a God who raised Jesus from the dead. Now notice verses 23 and 24. But the words, it was counted to him, that's Abraham, his faith counted as righteousness, were not written for his sake alone, but for ours also. It will be counted to us who believe in him who raised from the dead Jesus our Lord. So just as Abraham believed in God's promise that he could give a child to a dead woman, we are to believe that God can give life to a dead man. We are not to waver in our faith. We are not to sit and say, how in the world is it possible for a dead person to come alive? We are to give glory to God by asserting the truth of his word and his immense power. And it's reasonable. Remember, Adam came from the dust of the earth. God breathed into Adam life and became a living soul. God can certainly give life to the dead. And we're to believe that God will give life to us who are dead. And when we place our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, when he returns, we will rise with him. So notice Romans 4, 23 and 24. But the words that was counted to him were not written for his sake alone, but for ours also. It will be counted to us who believe in him who raised him from the dead, Jesus our Lord, who was delivered for our trespasses and raised for our justification. Remember, Mary laughed when she heard of a promise that she was going to have a son. She laughed when she heard that her dead womb 
was going to, to have life. Many laugh at the thought of the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ. Many sneer and wonder how in the world us poor, doomed Christians can believe that a dead man rose from the dead. We give glory to God. We believe in the truthfulness of his word. We believe in the power of his might. We believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Notice the conclusion. But the words that was counted to him were not written for his sake alone, but for ours also. It will be counted to us who believe in him who raised Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. The issue is faith. The issue is believing in the promise of God. The issue is believing that God can give life to that which is dead. All who believe that promise of salvation are counted as righteous and are saved. Regardless of ethnicity, regardless of circumcision or non-circumcision, all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's by faith. Whether circumcised or not. Now, we live in a period of time when being Gentile, circumcision is not a big deal to us. So let me apply it to the symbol that comes from circumcision, and that is baptism. The same truth of circumcision is true of baptism. Namely this, baptism is not to be equated with faith any more than circumcision was equated with faith. Because you were circumcised didn't mean you had faith. That's what this whole passage is about. And just because a person is baptized doesn't mean they have faith. Secondly, circumcision is not the producer of faith. It was possible to be circumcised and not have faith. So too with baptism. Baptism is not the producer of faith. It's possible to be baptized and have no faith at all. And third, and this is most important, circumcision was not the guarantor of faith. Circumcision did not carry with it the promise that you will have faith. For there were many who were circumcised and did not have faith. And baptism doesn't carry with it the promise of being saved. Faith, 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 and faith alone is the issue of a right relationship with God. And there is no right relationship to God without faith. Nothing else will bring you into a relationship with God but faith. And so, Book of Romans says that the Gentiles are justified by faith, the Jews are justified through faith, uh, I mean, uh, without circumcision and through circumcision. It's all about faith. Faith. Faith is the issue. So this morning, I hope that you have faith and trust in Jesus Christ and you're not relying on the fact that your parents are Christians. You're not relying on the fact that you've been baptized. You're not relying on the fact that you were circumcised. It's faith. It's faith, it's faith, it's faith, it's faith. 
And so he is the father of us all, all who have faith. And as I say, that, don't forget it, because all of Romans is going to build on the idea that you are not a child of Abraham and a son of the covenant simply by being a physical descendant. You had to be a physical descendant who had faith to be a partaker of the covenant promises. Romans 9, 10, and 11 are going to make that abundantly clear, but it's going to be the whole argument of Romans 9, 10, and 11. So as you read the Old Testament and you read all these promises, remember, <laughs> they're good to those who have faith. But you have to have faith, whether you are a physical descendant or not. You have to have faith. Let's pray. Almighty God, we thank you, and Lord, uh, help us to understand that salvation has always come by faith. It's always what is counted for righteousness. And Lord, help us to understand the nature of that faith, to have confidence in a God who proclaims truth, in a God who keeps his word, in a God who can actually give life to the dead. And this morning, we are trusting in you, we who are dead in our trespasses and sins are trusting in a God who has given us life through faith in Jesus Christ, an everlasting life, a resurrection life, a true life for all eternity. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.